Today is Sunday, February 28th, 2021, and this... And I'm at, I'm at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, and I'm at a urinal, and uh, Dangerfield walks in, and he comes in the urinal right next to me, and I look over, and he looks over at me and says, Hey, who knew? It's 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 775. Las Vegas, I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. We're going to give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you think that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're going to be up 500 by midnight. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Hello, everybody. I don't know what that was. This oh, my. Is, this is Tim. And this is Michelle. Mm, welcome to 500 by Midnight. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Me either. It just came out of my face. All right. So here we are doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And this particular podcast is listener supported by our Patreon patrons. They include the following folks who have been with us for a while. Thank you to Kirk Walkenbach, Mark Carruthers, Andy Hoffman, Keith Werner, and Mike and Sherry Manhart. Thank you. As well as all of our patrons. We appreciate you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you'd like to support what we do here, visit patreon.com slash 500. We throw some bonus content your way as our way of saying thank you. I'm thinking we'll do another live stream in two weeks. Okay. Is that okay with you? Sure. Two weeks from yesterday, whatever Saturday was. Okay. Uh, if Yeah, that's the tentative plan, so keep an eye out for that. If you have not joined one of our live stream chats, I recommend doing it. They've been a lot of fun lately. Mm-hmm. People throw all kinds of ridiculous questions our way. We answer some of them. I get annoyed over something at some point during the proceedings. It's kind of like, like the show. A lot like this. All right. Except with more participation. Yes. It's an interactive, immersive experience, I would say. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's jump in. There's a handful of things to talk about. This week in the world of Las Vegas, travel, tourism, and geekerism, nerdery, whatever we are doing here. All right, let's talk about the Drew, which I'm assuming is no longer called the Drew. As we mentioned recently, that property has changed hands. There's still no update on what is going to happen with that. I would imagine it'll be a while before the new owners chime in with whatever they have planned. If anything, it might be a land flip, might be a who knows what the fuck's going on there. But there are a few more moderately interesting deals, details from the review journal about the acquisition and how that came about. It wasn't a straight up purchase um, by the new owners, Coke Industries, their real estate arm from um, the previous owner. Rather, it went, they went through something where they acquired a bunch of, there was a ton of debt on the on the property, which happens. Mm-hmm. Um and they acquired the debt, and then ownership was transferred to them to avoid foreclosure. So it sounds like uh, it was about to go go under, and they worked out a deal to avoid that happening. So that has happened. And then apparently, and this was something that um, kind of snuck by a couple weeks ago, the same company that bought, we're going to call it Fontainebleau again, I think, mm-hmm. since they're working with the Fontainebleau developers, Um the same people who bought Fontainebleau have also 
use this method to acquire a piece of land nor on the, another piece of land on the north strip and one on the south strip so there's some land that was um, on the market for a while kind of surrounding pepper mill that area and um, then another plot of land next to the airport I believe it's across from Mandalay Bay Luxorish uh, and they got both those so don't know exactly what they have in mind as far as jumping on these land opportunities if they're going to do some sort of you know working with a, a known casino developer to put something up or what they'll do but anyway we'll keep an eye on that and we'll certainly report more on it if anything happens with any of these properties another kind of uh sale related thing you might remember that we've been discussing over the last couple of years that Caesars Entertainment was planning on selling some of its strip assets. Yep. They've made no secrets about that. Ever since the merger between them and El Dorado was announced, uh, the people who are running it now, the El Dorado people, um, have said they were looking at selling off stuff. Now, they sold off Rio already. That happened while the sale was in process, although they're still running it for a while. Um, but they've said... You know, there's at least one strip property that they're going to bail on when they get a buyer. And they've been saying that would be happening like shortly after the merger closed. Well, that happened. The merger closed. But now they're changing their timeline on this. During a conference call this week, an earnings call, the Caesars executives have said that plans to sell anything on the strip are on hold until at least 2022. So it'll be a while because they want to get more value out of it. They do, and with things running at short capacity, yep. um, you know, they want to make sure that the value is up so that they get a lot of a lot of money for mm-hmm. it. So that makes sense that they would do that. Another uh, another thing that's been delayed as a result of the pandemic. So, uh, another interesting thing that came out of that call is the uh, I think it was a CEO from Caesars, some guy whose name I don't know, which I love. Yes. So happy when I don't know the executive's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that based on what they're seeing, they believe that the um, tourism business in Las Vegas will be returning to pre-pandemic levels much quicker than some of the projections that have said 2024 or 2025. I'm inclined to believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. I think I think people are stir crazy, and yeah. the minute they can do stuff safely, they're gonna. And some people are already doing stuff. I think, so I think we'll see a pretty good return to uh, to stuff being busy in 2022. I think people are sick and tired of sitting around their houses. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I I suspect that things will pick up quite a bit next year, assuming that uh, the the vaccine rollout goes well and mm-hmm. that we see the pandemic in in pandemic form end and that COVID-19 just becomes another thing. Coronavirus just becomes another thing, but not as much of a concern as it has been. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, I think, I, I mean, you can just see it on uh, among our listeners, people who haven't, you know, who've decided not to go at this point, mm-hmm. understandably. Um, there's pent up demand they they want to get oh, back and yeah. it's not just the hardcore vegas geeks mm-hmm. i had somebody who i know somebody i that does not like las vegas at all uh-huh cannot stand it but has to go there 
you know, relatively often for conferences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple months ago, told me I would even go to Vegas now. Like, wow. if, 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 if thing, yeah, like that's how much, like, hates Vegas, wants to go there because it's something different, something. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens, um, you know, as things start to ramp up again. But it's interesting to hear those, um, not predictions really, but kind of the the outlook from people who are in the business who, you know, can have a pretty good sense of how room reservations and meeting bookings and things like that are going. So there you go. All right. This has been, so since last fall when Circa opened and the lead up to that, and now throughout the next several months, this is a fun time with new things coming online. Mm-hmm. So first it was Circa, and now um, the next one up is Virgin Hotels Las Vegas over in the old Hard Rock space. That is opening in about a month. That's going to be a bunch of new restaurants and stuff. Um, we've talked about some of those things, but one of the one of the things that... Um, Las Vegas Weekly did this week, which was really nice, is they gave an overview of the entertainment plans for Virgin. So I thought we would talk about that a little bit. Uh, Of course, the Hard Rock had the joint, and that space is still being used in a similar way. I don't think they have a formal name for it now. They've been referring to it as just the theater theater at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Probably, I'm guessing it'll have either a snappier name or they will sell off the naming rights. Right. So, you know, the Smuckers. Discover Card Stars on Ice. Showroom sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, That's going to continue to be used for concert events and similar things. So not a big change in terms of what they're going to be doing with that room, but that will be coming back. They have another venue called 24 Oxford. I think we discussed that when the name was announced a few months ago. It's the former vinyl space. And that was described as a bit of a college bar type of feeling where you can come in, get a little bit more comfortable, and maybe there's an alt-rock band or a comedy show. It's supposed to be a very casual, laid-back um, environment with entertainment. I almost think like maybe a little bit more of a chilled version of um, Barbershop at Cosmo. Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going for the speakeasy thing. Right. But... When they described it, that's kind of the vibe I got in, in mm-hmm. mind. So, uh, Common Club, which is replacing the center bar, although it's in a different location. We'll get to that in a second. Shag Room is their ultra lounge. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, they've got their outdoor pool complex, which is called Backyard. They've got a really nice looking stage there, and it sounds like they're planning on using it for more than just like pool DJs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, they might have concerts there. Um, the former Vanity Club space is going to be Money Baby. It's the sports bar. They can also have entertainment in there. They're not doing a nightclub, but they are doing a two-story day club. More information is coming on that. That's a separate space from the backyard, I believe. Um, so that's going to be coming in April. But the most noteworthy thing to come out of this is in regards to Common Club and Shag Room and what is they have in Is it Common mind. Club or Commons Club? What did I say? Um, you've got it two different ways in the show notes. So commons. Oh, it's commons. Okay, I think plural. Um. Anyway, the um. So this this intrigues me. Mm-hmm. I'm a little skeptical about it, uh-huh. but I love the concept. Okay. This is a quote from the uh, CEO over at Virgins, Richard Bosworth. 
We're going to have a recognize we're going to have recognizable artists on any given day or night playing at the bar at Commons Club or at the Shag Room, and the goal is not to advertise or charge for it. We're going to mix it up, but the whole thought process is a little throwback to old Vegas when you would walk into a lounge and you never knew who was going to get up and perform. That kind of surprise environment. We want to provide high quality, exciting entertainment throughout the property as a normal course of business. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. But I'll be really surprised if it plays out like this, at least for more than a little while. Um, The closest thing I could think of is book and stage, book and stage at Cosmo, where they had bands playing Mm -hmm. right on the edge of the casino floor and they were up and coming. Yeah, we saw a couple. We saw ZZ Ward there. We saw the wigs there. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was really good. Really cool. Now they did advertise. The sight lines weren't the best. No, but it was. But it, it was still cool to say, hey, we. Yeah. It brought a different energy to the casino than you see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved it. I would love to see something like that. Now, this I don't know how open Commons Club is um, as far as to you know to the casino floor. They're saying it's replacing the center bar, but it's a little different. I don't, you know, it's not in the old center bar location. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how the stage set up and all that, how, how much noise you're going to get in the casino from this. I don't know yet. But... Um, the, but the concept seems mm-hmm. sort of similar. But book and stage, you could see which bands were playing. Yeah, in they advertised it. They yeah. didn't charge, but they advertised it. Um, so kind of that, along those lines, it, I don't. I don't think the advertising thing is a big issue because social media, you can get people in a heartbeat. If oh there's, yeah. If there's a known act, you know, you put it out that, or it leaks leaks in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, this stuff is going to get out if you see, you know band setting up their gear it's 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 going to get out but um the not charging and having it be like known artists mm-hmm. that's the part where i'm like mm, how long yeah how long are you going to pay known artists to do this mm-hmm. and not and i know you make money off drink sales and things like that and right. people come to the casino and that's the whole thing you draw them in but that's not how the casino business runs these days. How known are these artists? Well, there's that too. Like, define known. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I love Beyonce is not playing. No, no, no. But but I mean, even like uh, I mean, the, like the people that you that you mentioned that we saw at Cosmo, they're not household names by any mm-hmm. means, but they've had success and they're known among people who follow that type of music. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just it. I I'll be very surprised if they have that type of loss leader for more than a year. Mm-hmm. More than a year. We haven't used the five hundred measure time measurements in a long time. Anyway, the um, we'll keep an eye on this. I'm hopeful. I would love to see it be a really cool thing. It would get me. It would be something that would certainly get me to Virgin more often than oh, yeah. than just you know wanting to check it out once and not going back for three years, which is probably the scenario we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. But if they have um, if they have live entertainment and it's free and part of the overall thing and they've got a cool vibe, I would be inclined to go there more often. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Let's hope it all works out. Crossing my fingers, and we'll see. Um, another new property coming online after Virgin sometime this summer is what they've been promising is Resorts World on the north end of the Strip. Very excited about that as well. They'll be ramping up with all kinds of announcements too, I'm sure. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of announcements, uh-huh. 
Um, Virgin put out, they announced this week, and I get it, they got to do whatever they can to drum up attention. So I'm sure they have a schedule of things that they're going to roll out and things they're going to announce as news, even if they're not. Mm -hmm. And the one that got a lot of play, so congratulations to them for getting a lot of play out of a complete non-story. They announced their opening date of March 25th again, which they Mm -hmm. just announced two weeks ago. And then um, they announced um, no resort fees, parking fees, and free Wi-Fi. Uh That's all part of their business model. We discussed that like whenever the whenever Virgin purchases, like a year and a half ago or Mm -hmm. whatever. We talked about that. Like, go to the generic Virgin Hotels website. It's fucking all over the homepage. That's what they what they do. Their thing. So. I don't know. I get it in that environment that people are making big deal because it's the exception yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, I know, but but I'm like shouldn't be the exception. But we're not going to get off on that tangent. No, but the like treating this as new information, mm-hmm. I just annoyed the fuck out of me this week. What else annoyed the fuck out of you this week? I don't know. Let's talk about margarita pizza. Maybe later. I don't okay. want. I don't want. All right. Fucking, no, I'm not feeling like bitching about food right now. Okay. All right. Um. So Resorts World's coming along. There will be a lot of announcements. This week's announcement was related to their retail lineup. They are going to have two shops at their property managed by L.A. retailer Fred Siegel. And somebody on I follow on Twitter pointed out, and I'm sorry that I can't remember who it was right. so I can give credit to them, but they when Resorts World announced this, they linked to some pharmacist named Fred Siegel. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, Fred got a, a, a jump in business from the Resorts World link. I don't think it's a pharmacy. They are going to have a men's and women's retail space as part of this. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy it's, some fashion. It's not a pharmacy like um, Sunglasses Hut. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? <laughs> or is it Sunglass Hut? I don't know. I don't know. Drug ring, maybe. So Allegedly. The, possibly. Uh, <laughs> um, a spokesperson. I'm dis- bad with words today. I am too. The spokesperson discussing the storefront said it will... Here's your here's your PR nonsense for the week. Go well beyond retail and bring LA style food and pop culture th- uh, together for a truly interactive shopping experience. It's a fucking shop. Settle down. Oh my god. Tell us you've got a Fred Siegel clothing store and that people who like that or haven't checked it out are going to like it. You don't need to sh- uh. interactive shopping. Ex- fuck you. You mean you can touch the objects that you're going to buy? Yeah. What is that's. Yeah. That's called a store. Yeah. Uh, so in addition to fashion apparel, they're also going to have gifts, jewelry. It's going to be a gift shop in addition to clothing. So it sounds like kind of like the circus setup. They've got a little section where you've got your gift shop, a little section where you've got your fashion. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to do shopping there. Now, you may re- recognize, even if you're not from the L.A. area and aren't familiar with Fred Siegel, you may recognize that name because a few years back, a very, very similar announcement was made for SLS. Fred Siegel managed all of the retail there, and it mm-hmm. did not last long. But nothing at SLS really did that well. No. So, so I, I, I'm not predicting any sort of failure based on the SLS experiment. No. SLS went all in with the L.A. thing, like everything there, and nobody cared. And I'm sure I made this point when we were talking about SLS, but okay, who are you trying to attract with this? Because yeah, if you really want to experience Los Angeles stuff, go to Los Angeles. It's not that far away. Yeah, and I, I mean, with SLS, some of the idea was that they were going to really cater to the LA traveler, but, which is a big thing because yeah. weekend, you know, the weekends. They bring how in, homesick are you for LA? I need for the whole, two days. I, I know that's exactly it. 
So I don't know. I think I don't think this is necessarily going for that same uh, angle. We're not going to necessarily see all the restaurants and stuff being, you know, L.A. based. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, so I don't know. This isn't really even that big of a deal. I don't think anybody will care. But I like having new things to announce, and we're certainly following the progress at Resorts World as they make known what that property is going to hold. So we'll continue to talk about some of this stuff. Over the last several weeks, we have been focusing on how the resorts are reopening their day club and nightclub spaces, but in a different capacity. And that is happening yet again. Some more Las Vegas clubs, because they can't operate as clubs until at least May 1st under current pandemic restrictions. They want to use those spaces. They're doing other things particularly hotel pool space, lounge space. And that is what is happening at Cosmopolitan and Encore. Cosmo is opening Marquee Day Club as the pool marquee on May 5th. March 5th. March 5th. (laughs) Thank you. I'm not good with words. Reservations are available on Cosmo's website. It's not cheap. It's an upscale pool experience. So it's 400 bucks. Is it interactive though and immersive? Well, it's going to be immersive it's a fucking pool, but (laughs) you get a table. Well, you probably can't dive in. It's pretty shallow, but anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't want to dive. No. That's, uh, you get a table and day bed for, uh, 400 bucks and up. You can get a cabana for 750 and up, which if you've got a group of people and you're going to hang out there all day, not a bad deal. Mm -hmm. Encore Beach Club is EBC Pool. Um, and that is, they have reservations at Wynn's social website, Starting at seven hundred fifty bucks for day beds, couches, and lily pads, fifteen hundred and up for cabanas. So it's still a, you know, you're spending some money. These uh, both these places, I believe, are open on weekends only. Marquee also is using their nightclub space. Um, I believe it's like Marquee Lounge or something like mm-hmm. that. They've already, I think they're already doing that. But um, I also noticed this week, and I don't know if this is tied into things that they have planned for Encore Beach Club now or later on when it reopens. Um, we'll do a quick trademark watch mm-hmm. that Wynn has trademarked Casa Playa at Encore Beach Club as a thing. Hmm. So we'll see what that ends up being. But I found that someone, there haven't been a lot of interesting trademarks lately. So when I saw that Wynn was trademarking something new, I thought, oh, we'll mention that. What the hell? Might be a restaurant that's tied into it or something. I don't know. All right. Um, one thing that's noteworthy with all of these repurposed clubs Mm-hmm. If you're interested in checking out these spaces but have, aren't into the club scene, mm-hmm. now would be the time to do mm-hmm. it, I guess. You might have a chance to... Now, obviously, like I said, if you're going to reserve a space like this, it's still going to be pricey. But yeah. if you don't like the club experience but like the club environment, the pool, you know, these pools, um, mm-hmm. this this is an opportunity to check those out. So check your favorite Las Vegas Resort website for more information. Mm-hmm. We've got more shows reopening, too, which is exciting and fun news. Absinthe is coming back on March 17th. Still not going to see it? No, probably not. (laughs) Nothing against Absinthe. I've heard it's wonderful. I'm just, like, I'm at the point now where the more people tell me to do something, the less I'm likely to do it. Yeah. MGM Resorts has discussed um, with the Review Journal several uh, plans for its entertainment lineup, it sounds like some of the Mirage shows might be temporarily opening in Park Theater over at Park MGM because they've got a larger venue and can space people out while they still need to do that. So that would be the Aces of Comedy lineup as well as Magician Shin Lim. 
Um, Cirque announced last night that it is planning to begin, and these dates may change depending on how things go, but it is planning to open O at Bellagio on July 4th. And then about once a month after that, they will roll out another one of Cirque shows through the end of the year until they're Mm -hmm. all open. So that's good to see those coming back. I like that they're opening on July 4th. I was thinking I would, if I would like um, to... A holiday nap? Proclaim my independence from consciousness. <laughs> I can go to O over that weekend for Independence Day. Uh, they do not have a timeline yet on the residencies at Park Theater, Bruno Mars, Aerosmith, Lady Gaga, Cher. But they said by the end of the year they plan on announcing new residencies, presumably for next year. So... Things are getting ready. And then um, there was also a hint from the MGM spokesperson that America's Got Talent will have a stage show at Luxor sometime late this year. So lots of stuff happening in the entertainment area. I know that there have been, you know, there are people who make Las Vegas shows a regular part of their mm-hmm. um, their trips. And it's been a big deterrent yeah. in addition to all the other stuff. But it's been a big deterrent to going right now if there aren't very many shows running so i'm sure that those folks are very happy about the return of all the regular las vegas shows and even though like i don't i'm not going to go see O again or anything mm-hmm. i saw the announcement last night and it made me really happy it's like Yay. oh it's like it's like an, an old coming back an old friend is coming back even though it's not really a friend, <laughs> an old friend that you nodded off talking to once yeah exactly but it's the the familiarity of like oh i like knowing that these things are there even mm-hmm. though even though they're not necessarily mm-hmm. f- for me or i've already done them and i'm done with them yeah. um just I think like over the next year or so, I think we're all going to be so eager to just embrace anything that was from the before times, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I'm so happy to see a fucking Terry Fader billboard on a cab, you know, just any, any of mm-hmm. that stuff um, will feel familiar and welcome. And um, I, I, I don't tend to get too nostalgic with Las Vegas. I mean, there's mm-hmm. I have great memories and all that stuff, but I always try to focus on what's happening in the future rather than I wish this were a thing again. Was, yeah. But it's going to be really nice to see familiarity coming back. Mm-hmm. So these, exci- these announcements excite me. Finally, when Las Vegas is following a trend that has been happening in uh, several Vegas casinos... Partnering with a sports content creator, particularly one that I'm not familiar with. I don't listen to a lot of sports. I don't listen to any sports. No, that's not true. I I don't listen to many sports podcasts. Um, But there's apparently a network called Blue Wire. Wynn is partnering. They're going to build a podcast studio for Blue Wire in the lobby as part of this deal. So I, some, you know, sponsorship win gets a plug on all their podcasts and, uh, blue wire has a cool place to do public, you know, recording of their podcasts. Not the first time we've seen something like this, although I don't know that there are any others that are specific to podcast networks. Uh, ESPN does some video from the link Circa and South point, of course, have VSIN studios for sports broadcast sports, um, betting broadcast Caesars has a little corner stage at the sports book for um bleacher report or a booth i guess i know i saw it and i can barely remember it i remember that it was there but anyway there's several of these things that have been happening win is jumping on board as well sports betting is expanding mm-hmm. there is big business in uh sports betting content 
And uh, I would imagine it'll be interesting to see when this trend plateaus. Mm-hmm. Some of these networks are going to last forever. You think it's like the forever. poker thing? I, maybe. I mean, sports betting is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. It sports is, betting is, is going to remain... Like, I mean, poker is still eh. a game that you can play, but it's not as popular as no, it used to be. No, but sports betting, I sports don't think we're going to see the same. A bigger, like, like it includes a, a lot more stuff. It's not a trend in the same way that poker was. It's just right now, because more states are getting into it, mm-hmm. it's it's ramping up the interest in the content related to it, Yeah, in, to betting, so... So if you're walking through the wind lobby in a few months mm-hmm. and you see a studio, that's what it's all about. You going to bet on some spring training games? I don't know. I haven't been betting on anything lately. Mm. We'll see. Did not, we want to Not talk... spring training games, but maybe like a season, you know, how the season's going to play out. Ah. We'll yeah. see. Did we want to talk about the Golden Knights brief sponsorship nah, thing or no? That's more of a sports thing than yeah. a Vegas thing. I don't really care. All right. Let's do one of these things. I don't remember fucking anything, man. We see a lot of um, residency, not not really just even rumors, but like, hey, we're working on a residency and then it never plays out. We see those things happen in Vegas fairly often, a couple times a year. I know like Boy George for a while, there was a big like, oh, Boy George is going to have a Flamingo residency mm-hmm. and he was even promoting it and yeah. it never happened. Uh, there was in, So we're going back to 2015, show number 532. The band Poison, Brett Michaels from that band, told um, Ultimate Classic Rock that the band was working on a Vegas residency for 2016, and it was actually supposed to happen in 2015, but the deal wasn't finalized, nor was the 2016 deal. We have not seen a residency from Poison, have not heard any discussion of it since, so that was a thing that happened but didn't. Mm -hmm. I would have gone to that. Oh, yeah. We saw Poison. We saw them. We saw them at the Hard Rock. Yep. Cheap Trick opened. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic time. All right. We've got a couple phone calls this week. We heard from these people last week, but they have some updates for us. Here we go. Hey, Michelle and Tim. It's uh, this Jeremy Rod calling back with just a, a brief update to fill you in on the balance of Area 15. As I recall, um, when you were talking about it, Tim, you sounded uh, intrigued. I, I was intrigued. intrigued as well, but a bit skeptical. But I left a believer. I think I spent a total of about five hours at Area 15 and really only saw a portion of it, three hours at a Meow Wolf uh, and other two uh, enjoying some drinks at Oddwood, a really great uh, bar in the center of the area, great custom craft uh, craft cocktail menu, including um, the Professional, which was my preferred one. And then another experience, kind of similar to Meow Wolf, but different in terms of intensity and sound, and that was uh, Museum Fiasco Cluster. Uh, it's, a, it's a light and sound show that, um, if it looks interesting, I definitely say go check it out. The other stuff that caught my eye, Wink World, sort of a psychedelic um, Twink world. day glow uh, pop art uh, experience, uh, looked really, really good, but I deliberately passed by because I wanted to save something for my next visit. And then there's a host of other things, a VR experience, um, you know, an axe-throwing experience, uh, you know, a, a virtual reality golf, and a host of other stuff that uh, looks pretty good. I, I know that you also mentioned um, Lost Spirits, the story. 
They're based out of California. Their home base now is in Los Angeles. They have a distillery tour, and oh my God, is it so much fun. Um, what Meow Wolf and Omega Mart does to supermarkets and beyond, uh, Lost Spirits does to distilleries and beyond. Um, definitely go. I can see, uh, you can easily spend a whole day there and not see it all once Lost Spirits opens up. Or you might want to divide it into two trips. Um, Lost Spirits and other things one time, Omega Mart and other things next time. Anyway, I wanted to say thank you so much for the podcast. It's a great, great gift you guys give us. And I hope you're staying safe and all is well. All right. Thank you for thank that you. report. Love hearing that that experience. If you're going to mm-hmm. dedicate five hours to something during a Vegas trip, you want it to be good. So yeah. I'm glad you had such a great experience. And the reviews have been very good. I think they've extended their hours already. Um, tickets, if you're planning on going, you might want to get tickets before your trip, mm. at least for a while because of limited capacity. Because I've seen some reports that they are selling out some days in advance. So worth checking on uh, on that, you know, leading up to your trip if you really want to go. Yep. Yeah, very cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. Next caller, please. Hey, it's Freddie from New York again. Uh, having a good time. My wife's pocketbook was stolen last night at oh, Royal bummer. Casino. Well, Casino Royale. Oh. But anyway, we were downtown. And uh, first, we started at Circa. Uh, a couple tips. Uh, in order to get in, you need to show your ID and you scan it. Um, metal detectors are being used on Fremont Street, but when they go off and you walk through it, they're not stopping you. They just let everybody walk through. Very packed. We ate at uh, 8 East, which is a restaurant in Circa. The food was great. I recommend the brisket fried rice. Oh, yes. Uh, the prices were <laughs> awesome. There were three of us last night. Uh, we ran into my uncle, uh, and uh, we uh, everything we ordered was just—it was good. It was really, really good, and I recommend it to anybody. Eight East at Circa. That's got to be just now. Circa's only been open for a couple months. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the the restaurant that's getting the most love yeah both uh, I've, that i've seen online as well as from our callers mm-hmm. um we loved it oh yeah fantastic but you know there there's always at any casino there's that has a decent restaurant lineup there's going to be one or two standouts mm-hmm. that seems to be the one that's rising above very cool love it and i'm for our next trip so when we went last time i don't think they had their happy hour yet they did not and so they've got if i mean their prices are already decent yeah. but um it's like eight bucks an item, I think, for their happy hour. So I don't know what times it's at, but you can check it out on their social media feeds. And sometimes, some days they have countdowns to <laughs> yeah, their happy hour. Yeah, I've seen hour. that. Yeah. We check out the pool area. There's a ten dollar admission fee. Um, it was worth it to us uh, for the thirty dollars we spent just to go up there and take pictures and the awe uh, at the bar and the pool and the, and the, just the whole area is just really beautiful. Um, sports book was awesome. I have to tell you, it was packed. All the seats down below were packed. People up up around the, using the poker machines, watching the games. It was really cool. Um, we came back to Aria after downtown. We decided to walk the strip. That's how we ended up at the Mirage and Casino Royale. We wanted to go to the Cosmo. No one's allowed in unless they're a guest of the Cosmo or they have hotel reservations. I'm sorry restaurant reservations. Uh, I felt like uh, 
security was extra, extra tight at Cosmo. You were not sneaking in. They had five to eight guys at each store. And um, that's it. The thing I want to say is, what the fuck is up with all the religious people? I've never seen so many religious people who save Jesus and God Almighty and on every corner. In front of the Bellagio Waterfall, in front of Flamingo. Bible in slappers. Front of in front of Venetian. Jesus save us. <laughs> Love you guys. Quick, quick uh, follow-up. Hey, Freddie from New Jersey, real quick. Lift Bar and Lobby Bar were awesome last night. Live music. Uh, enjoy drinks. Gambling. And also I wanted to say, too, was uh, no fucking room service. I don't know how in the hell you can't have room service. We couldn't wait to get back to our room. My wife was upset last night. Purse was taken. We just wanted to eat, and we couldn't eat. That's it. Click it later. Bye. All right. Thanks for your calls. Appreciate that. Sorry about your wife's purse. Yeah, I hope everything, like, you were able to get back okay. And, yeah, that's a drag. And then, so just yeah. an ordeal of having to cancel your credit cards and stuff oh, like I that. Know. Especially when you're t- traveling to have yeah. to deal with that. Like, yeah, oh. to take time out of your vacation. And, yeah. Ugh. So sorry I had to deal with that. So a couple things. I think the Cosmo security deal, I think that's only on weekends for now. They've been doing that since, you know, there were a bunch of problems on the strip. And fortunately, we haven't been hearing as much about those. Mm-hmm. Although, obviously, stolen purse, not a great thing. But in terms of fighting and, yeah. and you know, shootouts and shit, there's been mm-hmm. a, far fewer reports of that lately. Um, so yes, weekend evenings, be prepared to um, at Cosmo. I think they are... And it might vary, but I know sometimes it, even if you have a Players Club card, mm-hmm. that'll get you in. They want to make sure you're a casino guest, but uh, yeah, uh, probably depends on the day and time and capacity and all that stuff. But it, I, I believe it's been mainly on weekends. So for Fremont, yep. is it just like by Plaza and by Walgreens? Are those the two big, or do they have them Where in other like areas? They're like funneling people yeah. in. I think that's it. Because I don't remember... Well, you can go in through any casino and right. then come out on Fremont Street, so it's not I super know. effective. I think it's more of a visual thing yeah, than anything. Yeah, I think it's more for show. The other thing, too, is, and this came up on the Facebook group, and it's not anything new. It's been since they opened that the, the scanning of IDs at Circa. Mm-hmm. I could almost do it this week and outrage about it, even though it's not news. Yeah. Because there's some uh, response to that, hmm. that. So they scan the barcode. Yeah. And it tells them whether or not it's a valid id or not Mm -hmm. part of it is the 21 plus thing but then there's been people like well i'm 70 years old i obviously don't look 21 it's easier for the venues we've we've been in plenty of bars that have done this i think corduroy does this don't they i remember them scanning every id some some bars and other venues they're going to check every id Mm -hmm. it takes the um responsibility off of whoever's at the door first of all from deciding who looks what age and even if you look even if you're 90 if it's an all or nothing policy yeah it just makes it easier for them yep and also like i said when we discussed this previously when we were when we were there when they first opened um there are other benefits to the casino to scanning Mm -hmm. and for checking ids Uh, i don't know if they're using this for marketing conceivably they could be uh, it's going to deter people if, mm-hmm. if you've been 86, well, if you've been 80, yeah, if you've been tossed from the, the resort, mm-hmm. the lady who shut down their electricity is probably not getting in again. Right. Um, but no, if, if you're, although somebody stole a bust from Re- legacy club, they obviously showed their ID at some point, but mm-hmm. if you're, um, if you're planning to 
cause trouble or are likely to cause trouble. You might be less likely to go into a place where you're showing your ID and it's scanned before you go in. So that's one of the reasons they do it. But um, anyway, I was amused by some of the discussion because people are like raising privacy issues. Mm -hmm. And a couple of those that came up. How many of you have slot cards? How many of you are on Facebook with your real name? Or that. It's like, yeah, okay. <sighs> the sel- the selective the cons- selective outrage selective concern about privacy always cracks me up. Mm-hmm. There were there were a couple of those, and I did a Google search. I'm like, hey, there's your name and address. I know your birthday. I know like you could find it all. Mm-hmm. So eh, you know maybe it's not as big of a deal as you think. That information's out there. We're all fucking public information at mm-hmm. this point. Anyway, thank you for those calls. So anyway, that's uh, something I'm like, really, we're gonna hash this out. Is this gonna be the new dead horse that we beat? Mm-hmm. Like resort oh. fees? I don't know. So, moving along. That's almost our show. We have a couple karma donations this week. An interesting karma donation. Usually, we get, um, you know, we get karma donations for people who are just like, you know, really happy about the show or they have mm-hmm. a trip coming up or whatever. This one is very specific related to last week's show. Uh, we got a karma donation from Brianna. Who says, thanks for making fun of Kervin Doak. They deserve it. <laughs> well, thank you. Glad that you enjoyed that. And I agree. They do deserve it for their overuse of... I wonder if they're the... Res- I wonder if they did the Resorts World stuff. Or no, not Resorts World. The uh, the Virgin... Oh, the Virgin. Announcing the same thing again that they announced a week, two weeks ago. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that. I'm glad that you enjoyed our little outrage. Our own personal outrage fucking publicist and i have to say i i frequently and i know i'm guilty of the blanket statement of lumping the lumping all publicists together that's not fair because i have gotten and i'm not just saying that because brianne is awesome but um i got an announcement about something oh that reminds me i have to check the p.o box about a book coming up that's vegas related that Mm -hmm. i want to check out the it was exactly what i want a news release to be. Here is what it is. Here's mm-hmm. what it's about. Mm-hmm. Here's why you might be interested. There you go. It's not fucking slathered in nonsensical buzzwords and just fucking put it out there. Let us decide if it's for us. So I'm I'm more grateful than ever when I get um or when I read announcements that are straightforward mm-hmm. and aren't aren't flowery blow, blowing spo- smoke up my ass trying yeah. to promote this as something that it's not. So kudos to the public relations professionals who know how to do their damn job without being fucking paid liars. <sighs> okay, then. Another karma donation from our friend Donnie Mack. He said, um, this is a hope we get to take our trip karma donation. We were booked to go, we were booked to go in, we are booked to go in late May and really hope us Canadians are allowed to travel. Oh, I hope you can make I that happen, so. man. Be, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm great. We've we've had several uh, trips that have overlapped with Donnie Max, and it's one of those things mm-hmm. that always makes me happy. Like yeah. again, familiarity and comfort. Nothing would bring me more joy than to be playing video poker, look over and see Donnie and Coral mm-hmm. playing video poker, two seats down. That would be very comforting. Taking to me right money now. from the D. They always do. Yes. Somehow, uh, last trip was in October 2019. This is the longest he's gone between trips. Since starting to go to Vegas in 94. Yeah, you're, you're, there's a lot of people are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bummer. So there you go. There's that demand we were talking about. 
um, said, thanks for keeping the podcast going during these times of extreme fuckery, trademark. It has been a great way of, uh, to keep connected to our favorite city. Well, that's awesome. I, I'm, I appreciate that. And thank you for the kind words and yes. I hope to see you soon. Yes. I've been, I always enjoy when I see an extreme fuckery reference come up on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere. You're, you're, uh, whatever this thing is that you've named it. It's really <laughs> caught on. Oh, good. It accurately describes what we're going through. Mm-hmm. It's not like immersive. Immersive, you're like, what, what, what does that mean? Extreme, you can, you know what extreme fuckery is. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's extreme fuckery. It deserves to catch on. Someday there will be a book called Extreme Fuckery. It'll be about the past year. You should write that book. <laughs> no. All right. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can find our website at 500bymidnight.com. You can email us if you have Dear Tim and Michelle questions, 500gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. I'm 500. She is Anita Martini. And, of course, that voicemail line is available to you anytime at 702-866-9494. We'd love to hear from you. As always, thank you for listening, emailing, commenting, and calling. We do appreciate it, and we will be back soon with another show. Bye-bye. Bye.